Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. And now, live on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app, it's Gabe Ramirez. Morell going to third. He will slide. He's got a triple. Gabe Ramirez right here on 670 The Score. Hanging out with you guys, broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios. Brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. Today was a... I love today because of the weather and the dip from 80 degrees over to like 70-something in Chicago. Felt good. Allowed you to open your windows. As my mom would say, get you some fresh air in there. You know, you got to let the devil out occasionally. So when you get home tonight, turn your AC off. Unnecessary. Open up some windows. Get that cool breeze in there. And then uh, we'll be ready to roll. All right. So I am going to be hanging out with you guys till 9 o'clock. It's going to be a good show. Got some good guests lined up for you. Vinny Duber's going to be talking White Sox baseball at the uh, bottom of the hour. We got Speegs jumping on at 7 o'clock to talk some Cubs baseball. And then Elias Schuster is going to talk some bulls with us in the 8 o'clock hour as well. But first, this is the way I start every one of my shows. I call it the trifecta. These are the top three stories that have been living in my head kind of like all day today as I've been roaming the streets of Chicago. I say they're in no particular order, but there's there's some rhyme to my reason. Number three. So number three today, unfortunately, is that the Cubs lose to the Brewers 6-5 today. Um, You know, the interesting thing is this. You try to look at the Brewers and, and the Cincinnati Reds as well, and you say to yourself from a Cubs perspective, are these teams actually better than us if you're talking about the Cubs thinking about themselves? And it's difficult because you can try to say what you want about the Cincinnati Reds, but their their offense is there, and they can address their pitching by giving up some of their youth. And they can put themselves in a, in a, in a position to really – be the team to be in the NL Central. And then when you look at the Milwaukee Brewers, they just have a really good team. They're like a seasoned team. A little more sasong on there. You know what I mean? A little more flavor. A little more adobo. Just That's all that is when you're looking at the Milwaukee Brewers. And Marcus Stroman kind of alluded to that in his post-game comments. Yeah, this lineup is deep. You know, we have a bunch of guys. Obviously, having Dan's out of lineup is huge. But we have one through nine. We feel like we're extremely strong. Um, and we can compete against anybody. Belly was huge today. He's kind of a game changer when he's healthy in the middle of that lineup. And yeah, it just didn't go our way. Uh, but hopefully going to New York and hopefully have a good series heading into the All-Star break. So Marcus Stroman went five innings, gave up four hits, four earned runs, walked four, had that was, six strikeouts. That was the, the, the four walks is what stood out to me, right? 
How so? Why? Why? And why? Why just that? Well, I mean, like the four runs, like I can live with that. That's going to happen. This Brewers team's really scrappy, but when he's walking guys, like he hasn't done that. He's been really just kind of on attacking guys, nailing the lower half of the strike zone. When he's just not feeling it, I'm not sure if that blisters maybe bother him. Maybe he's out of sync. He's such a like feel pitcher. He talks about that all the time. The walks is what, and he's t- said it himself. That's usually when you he know. Feels like he's you know what'll right. make him feel better. Contract negotiations, money. Money, money. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what? It make me go out there and feel like I can throw despite a blister. Money, that make me feel amazing. Some security. We all feel it in our jobs. Whether it's a, a what is it called when you have your annual meeting with your with your, your review, your Quarterly annual review, review, annual review. There you go. With your boss, you just same way you get butterflies in your stomach and you're upset when you don't know anything. Same thing. That's how Marcus Stroman feels. He's going to work and he's saying to himself. I'm trying to get paid. I'm pitching. I'm one of the best pitchers in the NL right now. I just want to let. Can we sit at the table? And what? What did the Cubs say? I don't like how you're handling this. I don't like the fact that you're telling everybody that you want us to talk right now and you want to be here. You're leveraging the fan base and the media against us. I don't like that. Go out and pitch now. I wouldn't feel good either. I'm just gonna tell you that's that's a bad call. So he did go five innings though. 94 pitches, 56 strikes though. A low, that is a low rate if you were to go back to a lot of Marcus Stroman's um, outings as of late. But, again, uh, that's what happened there with Stroman. Of course, it all fell apart for the uh, Cubs in the bottom of the eighth. Deep drive to right. Trouble, and this is going to be a long home run. Victor Caratini with a home run to right. And Milwaukee grabs the lead right back. To, to be fair, I mean, the Cubs did come back to tie it up, right? That, the Yongos Yon homer, I mean, was that was nasty, tight. right? Yeah. So, I mean, for him to do that, and it kind of felt, I mean, listen, when you think about all the storylines that are possible in baseball, this is this is one of the more painful ones, but we talked about this literally yesterday, right? Gave up the lead, gave up four, you came back to win, enjoy the ride. You say you win some like this, you lose some like this, and here's a perfect example of it, right? You, you you come back in top of the eighth. You tie the whole thing up. You know, unfortunately, Fulmer just, you know, high leverage situation. I mean, game tied. It sucks to be in that predicament. But, uh, of course, you know, it's always fun when you're the opposing team. You score that go-ahead run in the bottom of the eighth, and you know you just have that top frame to get through. And then the team's bummed at that point. But Mancini stepped up. I mean, like, you know, tried, tried to get things going in the night. Cody Bellinger's looking good, too. Yeah. It just unfortunately didn't pan out uh, the way that they would have liked uh, for the Chicago Cubs. But as Stroman mentioned, New York Yankees. All the beat writers are on their way over there right now, on, on their flights, ready to handle business. Can confirm. Carlos Rodon is uh, going to be taking the mound for the Yankees, his first start of the season, so it's going to be interesting. You can catch that one right here on 670, the score. Two. Number two story inside the trifecta right here on 670, the score. Again, Gabe Ramirez. It's the whole Ellie De La Cruz debacle. Boy, right? he's fun, man. He's he's fun because he's swaggy, and it's like May, I'm a Mayweather fan, and I, I'm a, I'm a Tom Brady fan. I I am a fan of the greats that are cocky but back it up. They those people I like them because they're the best of the best at what they do, and they still manage to be in that space. So a guy like Dela Cruz, we're like. You know you're the man, and especially in baseball, like if you're hitting 300, you go into the Hall of Fame, and to be that cocky at a sport where success is at such a low rate, 
So anyways, I mean, if you're a sports fan, you've been watching anything, you saw what happened, right? He hits the home run. There's that little knob at the bottom. They complain about it. They don't know what it is in real time. They've never been on Twitter before. They've never seen any kind of, you know, coaching video before in life. So that thing gets taken off. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I think to me, it's just it's it, it's a it's a, a shout out to the to the company that makes the little tracker because that's what it is. It was a tracker for the for the bats, see the speed, to see what the trajectory is looking like. I mean, that's what, it's twenty twenty three. It's like telling a kid you don't know what TikTok is, or you don't know what Threads is, you don't know what's going on. And you know, like right now, Threads would be that. Threads would for sure be that. If, if 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 you're in the car right now and you're like, what's Threads? You are the person that stopped the game. You're, you're Martinez. And you, uh, you you stopped the game and you're like. I don't know what Threads is. Throw it out the game. I, I I just don't know what it is. That That's you right now. But then what are you going to go do? You're going to go Google Threads today, and you're going to be like, ah. And then you might, you might you, you never know what you might do with that information after you find out what it is. Because I can't, I can't tell you too much. I'm, I am going to gatekeep in this particular moment because it works in favor of the example that I'm trying to set with Ellie Cruz. It's just funny. I mean, what did you, what, what, what you, what did you think? You think the kid's going up to bat? With some mechanism on the bottom of his bat, and he's like, you think he's a Jetson? Like, what do you, what did you think he was doing? It's 2023. There's high definition everything. You think his ass is gonna be out there with some see-through white, like a ghost bottom topper to his thing, and be like, ah, papi, nobody's gonna see this. Watch this, mira, placa, and then point to it. And then point, <laughs> like, come on, what are we doing? You know. Anyway, that's something that's been on my mind today because. He's just a dominant force, and I, I love what he's doing. I love the fact that, listen, I want Chicago's a better place when the Cubs are in the playoffs and, in, and are in contention. This is without question. But when you see something like this, just a sports fan, just a pure sports fan, you see somebody come up, inject the team with a a, a, a type of life that they ha- they themselves have not seen in years, and then you put him in the first place without Joey Votto, and then you allow him to come back. Yeah, that's exciting. I don't mind that. I don't mind watching that. And especially when there's a storyline following him like this, where he's smacking home runs and they're questioning, where the hell is this power coming from? The guy's 6'7", 112 pounds. Come on. That's my number two inside the track. Elite. Elite. Number one. Elite everything. How do you open that story to my number one story? As I said, these are in no particular order. Chicago Bulls. And I actually ta- I mentioned this to Dan Bernstein. And it was uh, Mark Shanowski who had said it to me initially because I did ask him when he was a guest on the show. I said, "Who's going to see more? Who's going to see the, the, the regular season first, Marco Simonovic or Julian Phillips?" And Shanowski said that you know it was more than likely that Simonovic is going to go back to Europe. And sure enough, Bulls released Simonovic today, who you kind of kept on hoping he was going to like. It's. <laughs> Damn, this is messed up. But it's like you know when you go get like, what what what's the meme right? Where it's like what it looked like online, what it looked like online, and then how it looked when I got it in person. You know, right, like, like Sheen or something like no, that. We like, we have like this at home or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, what you have at home, something like that. And and so like I feel like Simonovich, we all thought we got like maybe got like a Joker or maybe got somebody like that. And you thought he'd develop, and then he was nice. He was nice. He looked good for the Windy City Bulls. Good on that level. Yeah. Just couldn't duplicate it because I don't think he was athletic enough to make a, a huge difference on the Bulls team. I remember but. us playing highlights of him in the summer league. <laughs> Bro, I remember every conversation I would have with someone uh, from summer league or the preseason, it was about Simonovic and whether or not he was going to get some tick. But 
He's going to get a lot of playing time now across the pond. Yeah. Just not over here. He's, I'm bummed we didn't get a Chuck Swirsky rim call for him. It felt yeah. like that was that just a you know, uh, match made in heaven. But I like the I like the Javon Carter move. I like Tory Craig. I'm still not – it's just not a sexy move, right? It's just like – it's Thaddeus Young. It's not – it's it's not you know it doesn't it's nothing that makes that moves me. We they needed it, but it's not fun. Yeah, yeah, because like Derek Jones Jr. I feel like they're gonna hit three pointers at the same clip, right? You know what I mean? Like Derek Jones Jr. didn't wow you, but he'd hit a couple. This you know? Bulls team just loves that athletic kind of like four three sort of guy. It's, yeah, right? it's the NBA. It's what's what's needed right now. It's what's needed right now in the NBA. But Gabe, they have five Javantes. If they could just get on the floor at the. No. All right, there goes your trifecta, ladies and gentlemen. Right here on 670 to score. That's a magic number. Sean Sears, my producer today, holding me down. <laughs> and like, uh, that's all right. No, no, no. And then you got, and then I want to uh, shout out everybody listening on the Odyssey app. Uh, that's what you do in the radio business. You just go right by it. You don't, you don't, you just don't live there. Shout out everybody listening on the Odyssey app. Some good stuff coming over there. Make sure you guys uh, check out. I got some go lives coming up. I need to do some go lives after these Cubs games. Oh yeah, yeah. I, that, no, that's what I need to do. Yeah, because the people need to hear some. You know, you should jump on with me. I would. I know you need you need some more. You need some at bats. You need some Cubs at bats though. Yeah. Stick in your stick to your wheelhouse. Yeah. You don't want to hear my White Sox takes. I'm zero I, zero interest in. Come on, man. I got some really good Blackhawks takes. Bulls or Bears takes. Don't want to hear those two, buddy. But your Cubs takes, I, I'm interested in those. All right, I'll take it. I'll yeah. take it. But but you know what? We'll do some go-lives, and, and I'll, I'll, you can be my guest on there. Yeah. I, I like that. You got it, man. Well, just because I feel like everyone, listen, I, as I mentioned a second ago, the city itself is just better when the Cubs are in contention or in the playoffs. And I say that as a Sox fan, but I say that as a Chicagoan. And... I mean, there's just there's not even an argument, right? It's, it's just a different energy, right? Hey, 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 hey! I see what you I see what you did right there, Sean Sears. I but I mean, like Shady when Sears. the when the White Sox like in 05. Or even Hold on, that's not that where that's not where we're living because I see what you're doing, but that's not where we're living. We're living in a space where the reason I was talking about the goal lives and that's something we do on the Odyssey app is because Cubs fans, I I feel like Cubs fans are in this icky space right now. It's a little icky. It's not. It's you want to be happy and f- you want to feel good, but you can't, and you want to feel bad, but you can't either. Right in this, that middle space is where Cubs fans are at. And after what could have been three out of four against the Milwaukee Brewers, could have easily been that. Left the Cubs seven games out with a good taste in your mouth after defeating the second place Milwaukee Brewers three out of four times. Very possible. It just didn't happen, especially with your ace on the bump. Talk to Steve Stone about the Oakland A's series with the Chicago White Sox and asked him which of those two losses hurt more. He said, of course, it's the one with Dylan Cease because you expect to win the games with your ace on the mound. So a game like today, when you tie it up and you think, okay, this could be one of those situations where your offense, you know, gets everyone out of a jam, you you – you know, because what are you supposed to be looking forward to when you're watching these Cubs games? It's it's good pitching and good defense. And what's supposed to propel you to that victory in those late innings? Pitching and defense. And so it's unfortunate that, you know, Fulmer comes in and, and, and does good. So, again, that's why I think that the go lives would be good in this space because it would be therapeutic. 
Sure. Especially like after a game like this. I get that. Communal therapy. Yeah, well, we're not sending people to the app now because they got to listen to the score. Well, well they're here. They're, they're getting it now. This is just a taste of it, right? So you download the app. Check out 670 The Score. You'll get all the notifications next time. I do a go live with your boy, Sean Sears. It's going to be awesome. We'll talk about Luis Robert Jr. Yeah. I'm not going to ask you any of that stuff. <laughs> Come on. All right, I have a question for Cubs fans since we're in this space. And I feel like I want to be a sounding board for Cubs fans, specifically after this game. Phone lines are open. 312-644-6767. If the bullpen of the Chicago Cubs was above average, let's just call it above average, because if you've been watching this season, you can point to a handful of games that have been lost late in the game. So if the bullpen was plus, above average, don't add a big bat, like most people like. Morrell's still flying all over the field because he can't find a home. Everything stays the same. Are the are the Cubs then, without a doubt, a playoff team? 312-644-6767. You've seen these games. You've seen what the bullpen has done. If they were a plus bullpen right now, throughout the, this first half of the season, leading up to the All-Star break, do you think the Cubs would be a surefire playoff team? Phone lines are open. We'll take them right after the break. It's Gabe Ramirez right here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. It's Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score and on 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. There's the pitch. Ian hits a high pop fly, shallow left, playable for Adamas, and the ball game is over. Half pops out to short. The Brewers win the opener and the finale of the four game series as the two teams split a four game set. The final again today, Milwaukee winning it by a score of six to five. Pat Hughes with the call right there on 670 to score. It is Gabe Ramirez. Happy Thursday. It's sad because the Cubs lost. I'm sad because the Cubs lost. And I did ask the question, if the Cubs had a bullpen that was above average, would they be a surefire playoff team? I would think the question, the answer would be yes. Because you would be able to point to six games that the bullpen could have gotten you out of had they been an above average bullpen. And then you wouldn't be contemplating whether or not the Cubs should be sellers in this moment. Now, I am in agreement Fully with Danny Parkins. And I'm so glad we're talking to Matt Spiegel a little bit later because him and I have had these conversations where it's like, he's like, if you're in the position, you got to be a buyer. You got to go go for it, go for it, go for it. And then I just kept on saying, but at, I'm sorry, Speaks, but it's not going to happen. You're not, they're not going to be in that position. So what are we, what, why, what, like, why are we passionately talking about this, this thing? And then, so Danny Parkins today was talking about, you know, people that you could you could potentially be moving on from. Cody Bellinger being one of them. Marcus Stroman being one of them. And I posed the question yesterday. If you were, you know, only going to keep one, whether that's Stroman or Kyle Hendricks, because they're both playing at a at an ace like level, and you could get back, you know, pretty much the same you would think. Kyle Hendricks is not going to get you back a ton. 
But who would you prefer to keep? And I think, you know, in the grand scheme of things, <clears throat> if you're trying to position yourself to be c- competitive in the next couple of years, it's we're not. Uh, yeah, it's it's probably Strowman. Strowman's most certainly probably going to bring you back, even if it's a little bit more, going to bring you back more. And then you still get an opportunity to have Kyle Hendricks, where like you heard Danny Parkin say, you know, oh, you have that soft spot in my heart. It's it's still Kyle Hendricks. You leave him there. Yeah, because you need somebody like that to put butts in the seats still. Dick, you need that. Cubs are starting a streaming service at some point this month. You need big names to, you know, advertise that. Marcus Stroman could be good. Somebody put in the text. They said, but what if you just re-sign Stroman to a three-year, $75 million deal? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Good luck. Good luck. He's going to feel like that's a slap in the face. Yeah, you think he's trying to get paid, right? Come on, stop it. It's ridiculous. You know exactly what's going on there. Because, I mean, at this point, like, he's saying he wants to be a Cub, but he's not saying he's trying to take a deal from the Cubs. He's trying to get paid as a Cub. Listen, if I worked for a company that I knew paid the most, I, too, would just rather stay there and continue to get paid well. Right? If I worked in the airline industry, right? Think about this. If I worked in the airline industry and I worked already at United, I'd be like, I effing love United. I want to fly the friendly skies for the rest of my life. This place is amazing. Why? Because it's United. And then if all of a sudden, man, I don't want to trash any airline by saying, you know, saying well, there might be a future endorsement. Let's just say, what's the airline that takes you from Chicago to Toronto? I wrote it one time. Sky Blue? Something like that? No, no, no. That's something. But let's, let's make up a name. So we can be just, you know. Sure, we'll make up one. How about uh, Spirit? Dude, I rock with Spirit. Delta Blue? Okay. Mm-hmm. No. Let's <laughs> just say Terminal Terminal 2. No, just <laughs> the, the Ramirez and Sears Airlines. There you yeah, go. Yeah, there you go. Right there. Rear. Receers. <laughs> Receers. So that one is offering me a lot of money, though. The bootleg airline's still going to pay me because they want me to go over there. So I'm going to get paid. But I'd rather stay with United. And I'm trying to put pressure on United. United Ape, I'm here. I'm flying these planes, landing them perfectly. Matter of fact, I got got one of the highest landing rates for safety all year. And I know I don't normally do this. I usually fly a couple planes, wee, wee, over here. But this year, I have an immaculate record. And United, I'm just trying to get paid. And United's like, bro. Why are you putting pressure on us? Don't make me trade you to JetBlue. <laughs> trade you to JetBlue. Trade you to JetBlue before you can, for a couple of extra uh, drink carts. The fact of the matter is, it's, it, it's, it's a crappy situation for the Cubs to be in. You bring in Marcus Stroman, and you think you just have a good middle-of-the-road signing. You did not think you were going to be bringing in someone who would outperform their contract and then you would you would then be tasked with figuring out and making a difficult decision because that's what ultimately what these GMs are getting paid to do. You you are getting paid to do this. It's you are going to get eight up no matter which one you decide. 
Well, you, you signed Marcus Stroman to a deal like this because it was still tradable. Like, it was a yeah. four-year deal, but you could still move right. him because you didn't know where you were going to be at the end of this four years or three years or whatever, maybe. Great job by Chicago Cubs brass with this contract. It was great. It's, it's, a, it, it's, it's not necessarily the situation you want to be in, but it's the better of the, of the evils that exist. Right. It could have sucked, or you could, it could have had a, an untradable contract, and you'd be paying him for dead money, whatever it is. There's so many much, so much more, many more, Jesus. So much more worse situations right. you could be in. You're right, though. But and then, like, but the, to your point you're making, though, Gabe, like, Stroman took that deal, and he took it right before, like, literally, he was the last player to sign before yeah, they had that, that that freeze out. So, like, in his mind, he's got to be thinking, like, hey, man, the Cubs gave me this deal. I came to a team that I didn't know was going to be good. I hoped it would be in two years, but it and and we've gotten better, but we're still not quite sure. But I want to be here. To yeah. do that, you got to reward what he did to you know take yeah. that deal initially, and I don't know if the Cubs want to do that. Six three zero says the airline industry doesn't give out rings at the end of the year. <laughs> we'll change that. Not our airline. Ramirez and Sears, we give out rings. No second place trophies though. No, no second, no participation trophies. You get a winner, and that's it. Uh, we got some Dansby Swanson audio. You know, it's interesting to hear from the players after the game because. First of all, that's got to suck. You lose a game, you got to talk to people, and then 20 minutes later, we're playing it on 670 to score. You got to be careful what you say, buddy. Uh, but Dansby Swanson was talking about, you know, the difficulties of the Chicago Cubs schedule. Just, you know, tough schedule recently, just in terms of travel and, and, and rain delays and, and schedule changes and weird, weird baseball times. But that's obviously part of our job. That's, you know, what we're here to do. It's what we get paid to do. I know we're all we're all grateful to be in this position, but yeah, I mean, there's there is at times where it's like you know you get a few days to just kind of just really rest, relax, and be able to get ready for uh you know for a great second half. And it's something that Rossi talked about here on six seventy the score as well, and mentioned that the the schedule, so many games, so, so little days, moving of time zones and the London, and it was going to be difficult for the Cubs. But it's one thing for the manager to say it; it's another thing for the the players to. To reference it as well. Especially a guy like Swanson. He played all 162 last year. Yeah. Yeah. But this is what happens, Sean. This is what happens. Everybody's happy at the beginning of the season. You're winning games. And, and this really what is what it is, right? Like Mediocre to bad teams find themselves in this predicament every single year. Where you get on a little bit of a run. You feel good about yourselves. But when the crap hits the fan, how do you... How do you maneuver from there? And that's part management to make the get the best out of the players or get them out of those ruts. But it's also mental toughness with the team. Guys start to see the, the finish line and what it looks like for them on their own specific paths. A guy like Lance, a guy like Lance Lynn. You don't think Lance Lynn is like, bro, just get me out of here. Just get me somewhere. Get me somewhere else where I want to play. Like at this point in the season. Definitely. And that's what happens when, you know, when with Dan, not Dan's, but with Cody Bellinger, you know, you look at maybe some of the, the back end bullpen guys, maybe, you know, a, a Mancini was like, hey, you like Jerry Young? Well, hey, move me. You know, you just don't know. But at the beginning of the season, everyone has the thought that they can win. We can win the championship. This team's actually pretty good. I played with this guy for, you know, a month now. Actually, I, I played on some bad teams. This is pretty good. I think we could do this. You come out, you're playing hot. Strowman's pitching well. You know, Steele's p- pitching well. You're getting some good starts from, from other people. You start feeling good. There's believability there. 
And then things kind of settle in where, you know, you hit a losing streak. Before the Cubs lost that game against St. Louis, the second one, I think they'd won like 11 out of their last 13. That's correct. I mean, that's... They were hot. They that's, were. That's, they, that's not far. It's not, you know, a month ago that they were winning 11 out of 13. It's, right. You're talking about weeks, a, a week and some change ago. Right. And it's either 9 out of 11 or 11 out of 13. One, one of those two. But I want to say actually now you say it, I think it was nine of eleven. Yeah. yeah. Either way, that's that's crazy. They were. I know at one point they were eight and two in their last ten yeah. coming into that uh, series. It was red with, hot uh, with the Cardinals. So it. you lose to the Cardinals, you get swept by the Phillies. Understandable. Like th- like th- those things happen throughout the course of a major league season. But three out of four would have been nice against the Brewers. Yeah, I will say like it was nice to see the Cubs get some you know, fight in this here. Yeah, a little bit. Of, they had a good fight, and Danzy Swanson continued on. You know, like I said with this Brewers series and talked about. Like how wacky it was. How would you describe these last four days in Milwaukee as wild back and forth? Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's just wacky, right? Like just back and forth. There was no real such thing as like momentum. It just felt like it was just all over the place. Um, but I mean, I think that that's, uh, I think it was a, a good testament just for some of our guys, just seeing that, you know, we are, we are tough and we are capable. Um, you know, when things weren't necessarily going our way, we were able to still, uh, you know, kind of recapture some of that momentum and, uh, you know, being able to uh, put ourselves in position to win really all four games and uh, be able to split with a good team like them on the road is, uh, you know, I think there's something to be said about that. Yeah, I mean, it's a wacky series, but, you know, it's not getting any easier for the Cubs. And that's the that's the harsh reality that management is now, you know, like let's say let's say right now. And we can do this because that's what we do in this business. In my mind, I have a vivid imagination. So in my mind, I'm thinking after a game like that, they're in Milwaukee, management's there. They're now, it's what, the was an early game. Game tomorrow's at 6, so let's say they come back to Chicago. They don't fly over there today. They're like, I can go see my, my family. I'm not a player. I just crush a lot. So I go over here, and I'm sitting in my family, and then I fly out. But tonight, all Cubs, in my mind, they're all, like, on a text message chat, like, this ain't it, fellas. It's the Yankees for three. It's the All-Star break. It's Boston, Washington, St. Louis, the White Sox, St. Louis, and then Cincinnati to be the bridge between July and August. You're not looking at that and saying, oh, Cubs are rattling off. 10 out of their next 12, like, right? So I have the vision of of Cubs, you know, the who's who, the associates board, talking about what needs to be happening with this Cubs team. It's just matter of fact. Should am I Am I crazy by thinking this is exactly what should be happening? Don't you want to be in a position, if, I, if I'm a Cubs, I mean, the Cubs fans out there, don't you want to find yourself in a position rooting for some guys? Don't you want? Can't you? You can't even wait for Pete Crow Armstrong to come up. You don't care if you're in a playoff hunt race or not. Oof. Look at Sean's. Don't throw at me with a good time. <laughs> His heart hit the floor right there. Pete Crow Armstrong. Oh my gosh. Pete Crow Armstrong. Tell me this isn't going to be a fun team, regardless if the Cubs are in the playoffs or not. Playoff hunt or not. Christopher Morrell, Dansby Swanson, Nico Horner at the middle, Jerry Young at first. Miguel Amaya, catcher? Ooh, Miggy's fun, man. Miggy's it, fun. That sounds like a fun team. You're just... So my point is, 
even if you do go and get rid of, let's say you go crazy and you get rid of Kyle Hendricks and Marcus Stroman and Cody Bellinger, we're cleaning house. We're letting some young guys pitch, whatever. Let's see if this defense really as good as we think it is. Pete, can you catch everything? Crow Armstrong, right? I mean, I'm being for real. Saya, let's go. Let's get these legs worked out because you're going to be here, Papa. So to me, it's aren't the Cubs exciting anyway? Even without Strowman and Hendricks, they're still exciting. Yeah. So if you can go ahead and get, you know, prospects that you know top hundred, top five in an organization, you can get these people. I say, I say, you do that because you're not going to make any noise in the playoffs. You're just not. No, no. I mean, even if this team, like best case scenario, comes out and wins like 87 games, like they're probably still first round exit, right? No, not probably. Yes. I like to have some hope. No, I know you do because you're an actual you're a Cubs fan. But when you look at the standings, you have to be a realist. Right. Like, like you, because there's delusion, right? And then there's being sure. like a realist. I mean, I, coming into this Brewers series, when they were still like, what was it, like six and a half, five mm-hmm. and a half games out? Mm-hmm. Like, I was still saying even then, like, bye. Just like be like the Giants were in 2021. Like, maybe you don't make the playoffs, but push because. Right. If you're still going to be competitive next year, you you need pitching. You need a center fielder. You can't necessarily trade these guys and say you're better next year, right? No. But you do get the opportunity to make your team better over an offseason. But if, you, if you're able to get a big bat, right, then you don't need to spend a ton of money to go get that, right? Where you can fill mm-hmm. in these other spaces. And then, yeah, it's just I think you can put yourself in a better position to figure out what you have in the future or what you need to get in the future if you can – you know, create depth at certain positions. Right. You find out what you've got in your system. They're not question marks. Yeah. You know, at least you have some data to go off of it. It's not just yeah. like, well, we think this kid's good. Right. I mean, the playoffs, some good teams out there. The Diamondbacks, like, they're playing well. It, I mean, the Cubs have probably had to play in the Braves in the first round and get smoked. So That's my point. It's like, it's tough. It's tough sledding for the Cubs. And there's teams coming. Like, the San Diego Padres are not just laying down and not going to try to fight their way into these spaces. Right. right? The Phillies, the Brewers themselves, like, these are teams that are actually battling, ready to vie for a championship right now. And you got the Cubs like, eh, are we going to sign Marcus Stroman to them? You know what I'm saying? Like, these other teams are ready to cut your throat out. Like, it's different. And it's okay is what I'm saying. That's really what I'm really trying to get at is that's okay. The team will the team will still be exciting to watch. I just mentioned all these names. And adding some young gun that you don't know, another Wisneski type player, right? What what is that? Can can you give me five innings with four strikeouts, five strikeouts, one walk, two earned runs? I, that's exciting still behind that 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 team and that defense. Somebody you can build on that isn't costing you all that money. Their name's probably Ben Brown. That's the next pitching prospect to come up for the Cubs here. I'm talking about via trade. Mm, maybe Shohei Otani, if you heard him. Somebody was saying, you talking about the scrub that plays for the? No, I'm saying. <laughs> talking about the scrub that plays for the? No, not him. Okay. Can't even say that. Can't even say that. All right. Um, we are going to continue the baseball conversation. All-star lineups have come out. Uh, we're going to tell you who's on there, who, to give our opinion on who got snubbed. And really ask ourselves the question, uh, where does Luis Robert Jr. rank in that AL team? 
I, I would like that. I like that. do that after the break. It's Gabe Ramirez on a Thursday, live and local, right here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. It's Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score and on 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Yes, he has. High fastball, clock to left field. Does it have enough? Yes, sir. Oh, he rode another one out. In the air, center field. Trout is back at the track. He has done it again. Man, oh, man. Another chalk outline for Luis Robert Jr. in a 2-0 lead. Hook deep left, and it'll go for Robert. In the air, left field. Luis Robert Jr. has once again electrified this ballpark. I can listen to that all day. And I'm not talking about Jason Benetti serenading me. I'm talking about the ball leaving the bat of Luis Robert Jr. All-star Luis Robert Jr. Home run derby participant Luis Robert Jr. Pull out the clip of Pedro Gafo talking about whether or not he believes the home run derby will affect Luis Robert Jr.'s swing. We're going to play that for you in just a second. It's Gabe Ramirez hanging out with you guys till 9 o'clock. We got uh, Matt Spiegel hanging out at 7 o'clock to talk some Cubs baseball, Elias Schuster hanging out in the eight o'clock hour to talk to some Bulls. Uh, but in the meantime, you know, we get we we know who's made the all-star team. Is it exciting? I guess it's not the same. Like, no one's like, who made the all-star team? Who is it? That's what I should have played a game. I should have had a caller on. Matter of fact, if you like I need a baseball fan right now. 312, 644. 67-67. I need, need a baseball fan to call in. I'm going to call up. I'm going to play a little game. It's going to be uh, testing your knowledge about are these people even actually all-stars, right? His phone lines are open. Call up right now if you want to play. I, I, the, this is Pedro Grifo talking about Luis Robert and whether or not he thinks it'll change his swing. There would be if, uh, if I thought that he would um, be one of these guys just kind of change his swing and but his personality is, you know, just be who he is and stay calm and take the same swing. And you very rarely see him over swinging in the game, no matter the counts. Uh, I was actually talking about that yesterday with some of our hitting guys. Like, it doesn't matter whether he's 0-2 or 3-0. You know, it's it's almost the same swing, the same effort level swing. So I am uh, I'm anticipating nothing to change, you know. Um, he might be a little pumped up about it, but I don't think that his swing's going to change or anything like that. So... I'm not too concerned about it, but, you know, he's a big part of this team, you know, so we, we, we need him to come back healthy and ready to go for second half. It's a great observation by Pedro Gafol when he's talking about Luis Robert Jr.'s swing. He never overswings. It, it always seems very smooth. He's just powerful enough to get it out there. It'll be interesting to see. I'll be, I, I mean, I'm usually not locked in, locked in. I would watch a recap of the Home Run Derby, but I'm watching this year. To see if Luis Robert Jr. does his thing. I'm definitely going to watch. Let's go to the phones. 312-644-6767. James out in Wisconsin. What's up, James? You a big baseball fan? Uh, it's actually Steph, but yes, I'm a huge baseball fan. Step? Step or Steph? Jeff. Oh, Jeff. I was just talking about this with my friend Raymond. We went to go get some coffee. We went through a drive-thru. He said his name was Raymond, and they were like, hey, what's up, Brandon? 
Like, just call them <laughs> something totally different. And then I tell people that when I say Gabe, they think I say Dave. I'm like, hey, what's up? My name's Gabe. They're like, all right, Dave, nice to meet you, buddy. I'll be like, bro, I literally said, anyway. All right, Jeff, uh, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to tell you the player. You tell me what team he plays for. Simple enough, right? Sure. All right. Oh, yeah. uh, let's start with an easy one. Uh, how about Jonah Heim? American League All-Star Jeff, Steph, in Wisconsin. Uh, he, don't curse. He's in a- a- he plays in the AO West. This is my point. This is you're literally Texas, Texas okay. Rangers. Okay, that's what I'm saying. All right, I got, I got somebody else for you. How about, all right, this is a popular name, Randy Arozarena. What team does he play for? Rosarena. You know his name. All the Mexicans in Chicago know his name. That's for damn sure. He was. Yeah. From, uh, it's all right, Tampa Bay. This is my point, Jeff. You're 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 literally proving my point here. So this is good. You called up. You're a confident baseball fan, and here we are, two names in, no teams. All right, I'll give you a, I'll give you a layup because, you know, it's always good to make people feel good during these kinds of things. How about a Mookie Betts playing for the National well, League? Obviously, he's a Dodger. There we go. That's what I'm saying. That's how good you feel. You said that, you were like, look, he's a Dodger. Got the guy. All right. I got somebody else for you, but I got to bring you back down before we leave. Corbin Carroll. Corbin Carroll. Corbin be- Carroll. Arizona Diamondbacks. Hey, there we go. All right, Jeff. He's going to be rookie of the year. I hope so. Starting in starting in the, the All Star game. That's 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 a good one. Thanks for the call, Jeff. I appreciate you, man. Thanks for hanging out today. Uh, again, it is Gabe Ramirez here on six seventy. The score. All Star game is going to be July eleventh. It's going to be a good one. Uh, guys get a couple days off. Get to see what these players are going to do to unwind and relax. Hopefully, they can find their swings. They can get their velocity lined up. Coaches can get their strategy in order uh, for what they're going to be doing in the second half of the season. Season, but it is going to be a spectacle. And our our boy Luis Robert Jr. will be there, along with a, a handful of Cubs as well. Stroman, Steele. It's going to be good to see uh, these guys uh, on display uh, for the, one of the biggest nights in baseball. Um, <coughs> speaking, <coughs> excuse me. Speaking of the Cubs guys, Matt Spiegel is going to join the show uh, right after this. Of course, Cubs splitting the series with the Milwaukee Brewers, and I'm curious how Spiegel feels. Is his heart okay? Is his Cub fandom still in order? And is there a level of believability when it comes to this eight-game deficit the Cubs now face in the NL Central? Matt Spiegel joins the show next, right here on 670 The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 